Get ready to dive deep into the key elements that separate good podcasts from great ones. Learn proven techniques to consistently conduct interviews that engage listeners, keep them hooked, and leave them wanting more. Welcome to the Podcasting Secrets Show, where successful creators share their best stories, secrets, and strategies. I'm your host, Nathan Gwilliam. Hello, incurable creators. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Podcasting Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Max Brandstetter. Max is the founder and a podcast producer at Max Podcasting. He's also the host of Wild Business Growth Podcast. In his role running Max Podcasting, he's edited more than 1,000 episodes and launched more than two dozen shows. He's also done a lot of speaking, um, such as Podcasting Summit that we just did and Podcast Movement, the biggest podcasting conference of the year. And he's also hosted a series for Intuit QuickBooks. And he has created the number one all-time creativity podcast at Good Pods. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode, Max. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, always great when we get to catch up and extra special when we get to reveal some podcasting secrets, uh, quote unquote, trademark uh, patented. No, but uh, really, really happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks again for having me. So we are a little bit late starting this episode because uh, as we went to start it, my microphone wouldn't work. And I have a, a pretty new Shure microphone and I love this microphone. It's great. But the bottom fell out of it. We finally figured out why it wouldn't work. And um, we had a little technical difficulty on this new microphone. So Max, what is your secret when you when you have a microphone that doesn't work and you're you're trying to record a podcast? Well, you said the bottom fell out, and I think that's a, a saying, like a euphemism, <laughs> like, oh no, the bottom's falling out. It's never a good sign in terms of your podcasting equipment when literally the bottom falls out. <laughs> but I, I, you actually handled this swimmingly, and the reason we are still recording this today is because you have multiple mics and you had a backup mic, which is still a fantastic mic. And so I think it's just a good lesson uh, when you have a big, you know, and I'm sure this is your biggest interview of all time today, but when you have a big <laughs> interview, a big uh, recording session that day, make sure that you do have some contingent, some contingencies, make sure you do have some backup options available just because, uh, what is that? The, the, the lot Murphy's law that whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. That happens a lot. The more the more gear you throw into the into the mix and the more uh, podcasts you record. So uh, a backup mic, even if it's pretty inexpensive, can be a pretty helpful thing. Yeah, and according to Murphy's Law, the more important the podcast recording is, the more likely it is something's going to break. Exactly. So, I feel weird that I don't have my pop filter on top of this, but I love this microphone. This is one of those, what is it, AR2100Xs? Yeah, and I, ATR I think I've 2100X. There you go. And uh, I think I've recorded 350, 380 episodes or something off of this. So this is a lot of road time, a lot of miles on it with me. And, and uh, I love it. Great sound. Um, I've upgraded to that shore, but uh, back to the tried and true today. <laughs> it's a good one. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually, for vast majority of Wild Business Growth podcast episode, it's been recorded on this mic in the the previous iteration of it and it's really i still think it's one of the best bang for your buck mics out there so big fan of the, yeah. uh, the atr 2100 i agree it is a great place to start okay tell me about your podcasting journey just give me a, a quick high level overview and as you do i want you to tell me 
biggest, hardest thing that you went through as a, as a podcaster and how you got through it? Yeah, it's uh, been an incredible journey, a really organic journey, because as you mentioned, now I look back and I've been hosting, I've been editing episodes for five years uh, and counting at the time of this recording. But as of a couple years before that, I don't think I even knew what podcasts were. Uh, I, I knew it was an app on the iPhone and I knew it was like kind of like a webinar thing or radio thing. I didn't, I didn't even know. And at some point, my favorite basketball team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, a few of those uh, players, Richard Jefferson, Channing Frye, Ali Clifton, the sideline reporter, launched a podcast called Road Trippin', and it just went viral in the Cleveland world and sports world, and they had all sorts of stars on the show, and that's the first time I listened to a podcast, and it totally opened my eyes of, wow, this is a really cool, intimate, uh, entertaining, educational form of just consuming content and the fact that you can do it on your own time really just blew my mind. And so I became pretty quick, a big podcast fan. And I had recently joined my family business and was looking for ways to market the company. Uh, and my, my dad and I had both were on the same page of, we need to create a podcast to connect with other entrepreneurs. And that was, it's changed a little bit, but that was the birth of the, what, what became the wild business growth podcast. And since then become a podcast host, uh, you know, closing in on 300 episodes for that podcast, as well as started producing podcasts for other entrepreneurs. And the production side is actually where my business, Max Podcasting, is now my full-time podcast production business. So I, I still love hosting. It's always going to be my favorite thing I do. But uh, even more fulfilling than that somehow is producing other entrepreneurs' podcasts and, and and taking that time and effort off their plate so they can get their podcasts and, and their message out to the world. And uh, so vast majority of my time these days is on the production side. Uh, so can you tell me about the hardest thing you've gone through in your podcasting journey and how you got through it? Yeah. I mean, it's been super easy. No, no. I, I think uh, <laughs> one of the most difficult things, it's a difficult thing for anybody to do, but uh, it's a big jump is when you get into the entrepreneurial space. You know, if you're somebody who who knows they want to start a business, it's easier said than done to actually leave a full-time job and leave, you know, what you're used to as a consistent salary and, you know, to, to follow your dreams and, and solve your problem whenever you're doing as a business. And for me, that business has been in the podcasting space. So becoming, uh, you know, full-time podcast producer for for so many different entrepreneurs out there, that has been a big jump. Obviously, it changes a lot in the day-to-day, -day, but also just mentally going from someone who, you know, receives a salary and gets your paycheck every couple of weeks or every month, however you want to go about that, to totally being in charge of making your own income. I think that's a big shift for anybody out there. And for me, what's what, what's been a big driver of, you know, me not quitting after a few months or even a few years at this point is the fact that it is something I find so fulfilling and this whole business is rooted in, you know, as I was saying, saving entrepreneurs time and helping to get their high quality podcasts out into the world. And, and, and I'm somebody in that space myself. I know how long it takes to, to get a podcast out there and I know how beneficial podcasts can be for your business. So I think the hardest thing is to actually finally make that jump and go fully out on your own because at the start, you know, everybody's starting at zero clients and, and, and zero income. So yeah, you got to, make moves quick, as the kids say, uh, in order to, to become a, an actual business and income. Yeah, that is a tough transition. 
But if you make that transition, you'll never go back, right? It's a, it's almost yeah. addictive or addicting, whatever the right word is, to kind of have that freedom and be able to, to be your own boss and and uh, and have control of your own financial destiny in that way. Yeah, and I can't. I, people have asked me about it. And, uh, I'm totally the same way. I, I know that you've gone through this journey yourself many times, but once you do realize that. You know, there there is a way out there to be your own boss, to solve a problem, to you know find fulfillment in helping others out there. When you are making your own hours, when you are making your own you know day to day, week to week work work plan, it is uh, pretty crazy to think back to like the other side of things of you know working a you know the quote unquote nine to five or you know just being on a consistent salary that way. Like it's a totally different way to doing things. It's totally not easy. But it's also, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I can never go back now that, we, now that we've jumped into the deep yeah. end, uh, the deep end of podcast production, we'll call it. All right. Since this is the podcasting secret show, we've got to have you share some of your, your best secrets. What is your secret sauce to your success? Secret sauce to success. I, I would say alliteration because you teed that <laughs> off perfectly. No, but I, I think you hear a million times in the podcasting world, consistency, but I think in getting increasingly more and more important is on top of that consistency, being consistent with great quality. Um, and so for me being consistent, you know, being really releasing wild business growth podcast episode every week. And then on the production side, making sure that's ready every week, as well as making sure that our clients are happy and have enough lead time with all of their episodes that we edit and, and turn around for them. Uh, being super organized, being consistent, and then keeping that focus on quality with every, th every single thing you do, because as there's more and more podcasts out there, there's a greater disparity in quality. And as listeners, as viewers to a podcast, people don't want to sit around and listen to something that hurts their ears to listen to, or they don't want to sit around and, and watch something that is, you know, super blurry or cuts in and out all the time like that. So I think in addition to being consistent, that quality there is is so, so, so important. So the secret sauce is, it points back to doing that at a consistent level, but <laughs> doing that on the weekly level, but uh, keeping those a priority and making sure that the end viewer, the end listener, keeping that in mind and delivering such a high quality product, that's what's going to make your clients happy. And that's going to make your, your, your podcast family happy. So everybody wants to deliver a quality podcast, and unfortunately, most people don't. Uh, what is, how do we do that? How, specifically, how can we consistently produce a quality podcast? Well, I think it starts with the technical side and the equipment side of things. So there's a whole arm of things that we can get into if you want about, you know, microphones and pop filters you mentioned earlier, boom arm, things like that, what camera to use things in that space. So you have to give, you know, there's at least that baseline that you you need to give yourself the opportunity to have high quality. But another thing that I think makes really, really a huge difference in the quality space is actually more in the subjective nature of podcasting. And when you think about interview shows, because I love interview shows, obviously you love interview shows. If you don't, it might be really awkward right now. <laughs> but when I look through um, all of our clients with Max Podcasting, vast majority of them have interview shows as well. And there's many, many benefits of why interview shows can be so great for your business and through for your personal brand, for your expertise. But with interview shows, there's a real opportunity to, when you are interviewing somebody, you need to make that split second decision of, 
all right, do I probe here? Do I go more into this topic that the guest is talking about? You know, this, this subtopic, or do we move along to the next area? And depending on those, you know, split second decisions that can make the difference in a podcast episode of yours being, you know, 30 minutes about something that maybe isn't that interesting to the listener or viewer or the right mix of topics, like the right mix of ingredients in that recipe of whatever podcast episode you're cooking up. Um, I, I'm just cannot stop with the metaphors today <laughs> in order to, um, satisfy your listeners and viewers taste buds. So with that in mind, subjectively, it can make a big difference in terms of quality of making sure that you're being a phenomenal host in terms of, you know, when do you move forward and, and when do you stay in this topic area a little bit longer? There's a fantastic art of interviewing that as a podcast host, you're responsible for mastering. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, quality is so important. We were, we were having a conversation with our team a little bit earlier today about the length of the podcast. We're, we're working on a podcasting challenge course that, that's about to come out and how long should they really be? And I've noticed that sometimes the longer the episodes, the, the lower the quality. And sometimes yeah. when, when they're shorter, it kind of forces us to, to condense it down and, and we don't have to come up with as much of a high, high quality information. And, um, I don't know, I, I've tended to see that the quality is higher when I force myself to be a little bit more concise. Uh, obviously there's exceptions to that. I, I told my team today, I, I love Will Smith as an actor. And if, if I had Will Smith on my show, you know, he, he could talk for as long as he wanted and, and I, I wouldn't <laughs> have a limit. Um, just cause I, I'm sure he would be adding so much quality to that episode. Um, so there's no hard, fast rule, but length is, is one of the factors. And I, I guess who you have on the show and you're talking about the, who you interview can definitely bring quality. So you're not having to come up with quality all yourself each time. Okay. Right. And I, and I think it's all in, in length that the, the answer that you hear most of the time in terms of what's the right length for a podcast is as short as it needs to be. Like, you, you know, people are yeah. more likely to listen to a half hour episode than they are a three hour episode. However, it depends on your goals as a host, because I always find the sweet spot for my interviews is kind of in that 45 minute to an hour range, because I really like to dig into the guest background you know, the meat of whatever their expertise, their main business story is. And then at the end, have some more fun in terms of, you know, fun questions about the personality, rapid fire questions, things like that. And I've just found in the past that when I condense that down to less than half an hour, you really, you don't get the background. And sometimes the background helps frame the entire interview or yeah. is a really, really interesting, fascinating area. So, so length is a consideration who you interview. Um, but also what I'm alluding to is, is how you interview. And it's yeah. the question, it's how deep you it's, go. <laughs> it's the questions you ask. It's how you knock your pop filter off of you in front of you. Uh, shout out to people watching the video, but it, it's the willingness to prepare to have a fantastic interview, to, to make sure you have a great outline, to make sure you research your guests, to know, have an idea what sort of questions you want to ask, but also keeping that open to, you know, diving into an area that maybe your guests brings up, you know, you stumbled into it with one of your questions and they said something and you're like, oh my God, we got to dive into this area. So knowing how to interview, knowing how to get the most out of your guest is, uh, is super important in terms of quality. And it's the kind of thing that it does get easier. The more interviews you do, the more 
practice you have with it, the more times you're, you're cooking up that recipe, but the more you prepare before an interview, I mean, my favorite way is listening to, uh, the person you're interviewing on other podcasts, the more you can prepare and just have a good idea, like you're being in the right frame of mind going into an interview, the more that allows for a, a flourishing, just fun, fascinating interview that, that you've conducted. Yeah. Preparation is the key for inspiration. I like that. That rolls off the tongue. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk about one of these other secrets that, uh, that you mentioned you wanted to talk about today. And, and I think this secret is, is one of the most important elements to producing a quality podcast like we've been talking about. And, and you said that you wanted to talk today about unlocking gems within your podcast guests. So being able to get to the good stuff, the nuggets of gold that are there, right? Um, can you talk us through a little bit more what you mean by that and why that's so important? Yeah. And that's, you, you segued perfectly because it alluded to that with the last point is Part of it is how you are preparing for that interview. And I'm a, a big believer that you should plan out like a five bullet outline for that guest. And so, for example, for me, for what that may look like for a Wild Business Growth Podcast episode, if I was interviewing Nathan, you know, first bullet is Nathan background and bio. And then it would be, you know, the pot up story or the podcasting secret story. And then inspiration, creativity, you know, how he stays inspired, how he stays creative. And then after that rapid fire or a section I call the unusual, you don't want to have too many sections, but the point is have a bulleted outline so it can keep you in line. It keeps you kind of anchored. So as you're going through the interview and you're, and you're conscious of the time as it's passing in the interview, you know, look at the clock every now and then, you know how much time you have left to move to a certain section. Uh, and you should also know what is the main thing, you know, what's the main reasons you're interviewing the guests? What's the main things you want to talk about? So if I'm interviewing Nathan on podcasting secrets and, you know, a podcast production company, a podcast platform, I'll know that, you know, almost half that interview should be about that specific thing, if not more. So you have your outline when you're in the actual interview, in addition to, you know, with a notepad in front of you, going through that outline, making sure that you have the time in mind, you want to take notes you know, rapidly throughout it of, you know, questions that you're asking the guests, as well as some answers that some topics that the guests have said and answer to your questions and, you know, circle it, put a star next to it. If, if Nathan says something that I'm like, oh my God, I really want to dive into that area, make a note of it, circle it, star it, you know, triple asterisk it, whatever you want to do it and stuff to say, but make a note after whatever Nathan's done saying next that, Okay, I, I'm going to ask you about this now because we need to dive into this more. So by, by unlocking gems, it starts with preparation. But what I mean by that is being prepared to dive into the areas with your guest that are really fascinating or really educational for your listener, for your viewer, that you don't even anticipate coming up beforehand. So it starts with preparation and then it goes back to that in the moment. All right, do we pounce here? Do we dive into this more? Or, you know what, let's move along. Let's talk, uh, you know, what do you do to stay inspired in your free time? So that's a little example of it. It takes some practice, but unlocking gems is what makes the difference between a solid interview and a fantastic interview that your, your audience is going to want to share with others. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so to unlock the gems, you're saying we need to do our research. We need to plan. We need to ask really good questions. We need to know when to probe, when to move on. 
and we need to learn from the interviews. As they're saying things, we need to not just stick to a set script, but we need to be able to to go with it and, and find, I call it uh, mining for gold, right? If you had a whole bunch of people that were mining for gold and, and one of your people hits a vein of gold, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep everybody else in the mine where they were? No, you're probably going to bring a bunch of those people to help him mine that one vein of gold. And the same thing is true with an interview, right? You hit that vein of gold, right? And, and you find something that's just so interesting and compelling. You just got to go deep within that. Kind of like we're doing here with, with quality and, and finding the gems, this concept. Getting extra meta here. But I actually, that you made me think of another point, which is the more you are prepared and you more, you have that outline laid out in your notebook and you're, you're organized, you're ready for the interview, you know, your guest, uh, you, you basically what I call you friendly stock them because you've looked them up on the internet, <laughs> you've looked them up on social media, you know, a lot about them. The more you are prepared, the more you can truly focus in the interview on active listening. And active yeah. listening is another fantastic way to unlock those gems or or die, dig for gold, as you were saying, because that's when you can really, you know, it's not like your guest says something and it flies right by you, flies over your head, that something, you know, <laughs> your guest says something and it flies to your head and you say, oh my God, that's it. This is it. Like sometimes you'll get so excited, you'd start chopping your feet or something in the interview, like, it's funny what happens, but um, there's a real there's a real uh, thing there when it comes to uh, unlocking gems, digging for gold with active listening. That's a really good point that I don't know that I've heard anybody make before, but I completely agree with. When we are not prepared while they're talking, we're having to plan our next question. And when we are prepared and we know what the next question is, we can we can actively listen a lot better. That's that's yeah. a really good point. I appreciate it. I, I think that inherently. That, that's always going to be true. Uh, and, and when I think about some of my favorite interviews of all time, the ones that have, you know, unlocked gem, I feel like we're, we're sponsored by Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie, but the unlocked <laughs> gems. But when I think of some of my favorites of all times, I, I know that I did a really, really good job researching the guest and I was prepared, I was comfortable, I was confident, and I was able to truly listen and, and see where the conversation goes, but also knowing that, you know, you have that anchor of your outline that you can go back to. So Max, I'm loving this conversation about quality and consistency and finding these gems as a key element of, of that quality in, in our podcasting. Can you share with us a story of maybe one of your clients who's been consistent at publishing quality and, and how they did it and maybe the results that they saw from it. Yeah, of course. And so I, I have to shout out uh, my clients who have been, you know, we've partnered for over a hundred episodes. They're actually my first, the first max podcasting clients that we've taken from zero to 100, as I say, from the early Congratulations. days. That's great. Over, thank you. Thank you. And that's a, that's as a weekly podcast. So over a hundred weeks and counting. Uh, you'll have to do the math how many years that, no, I'm just kidding. That's not a complicated <laughs> formula. But so a shout out there, a, actually a sailing magazine on the West Coast called Latitude 38. And they're based out of the Bay Area. And their podcast is called Good Jibes. So like good vibes, but good jibes. So if anybody's a sailor, they'll get that because it's tacker jibe. <laughs> but anyway, they have a podcast where they interview some amazing figures in the sailing space. And it releases every Tuesday. They do a lot of things really well. One of the cool things about their podcast is they have 
a team of, you know, both full-time people within the company, as well as whether you view them as consultants, but outside people who, who host the podcast as well. There's a few different people that host the podcast, sometimes more. And they're very consistent. Quality is great. They've interviewed the top of the top sailors in the world. Um, recently, they had on um, a guy who's, uh, you know, Paul Kayard, who's known as perhaps the best American sailor in history. So really, really top-notch guest. But I think the the cool case study with them is not just the fact that, you know, they've added this podcast to their already loyal audience of, you know, magazine subscribers, print magazine subscribers. So, you know, that's a fun dynamic there as well. They're consistent with quality. They're consistent with guests. And also, they're consistent with being able to innovate. So they've actually, it's not just an interview episode every single time. They've done some reads that they call verbatim where they'll read articles from the magazine. Uh, they've done some solo episodes. They've done some where the hosts are interviewing each other. As they got closer to episode 100, it was a really, really cool series of they used uh, satellite technology to interview uh, a crew, shout out the Westerly crew, that was in the Transpac, so the Trans-Pacific Yacht Race, the Trans-Pacific Boat Race that goes from California to Hawaii. There's two episodes where they interviewed people from the crew as they were racing from the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> which is just incredible. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, wouldn't have been <laughs> even possible to do a few years ago. So that really, really cool innovation there, of course, for episode 100, did a big celebration where there was one, one of the main hosts was interviewing lots of people from the Latitude 38 and Good Jives team about the history of the podcast, about the history of the magazine. And the magazine goes all the way back to 1977. So just really, really cool all around. But I think it goes back to what I was saying before about you have to be consistent. I mean, they release every Tuesday, uh, they make sure there's enough episodes in the queue that myself and uh, production team that we can knock out and make sure they have with enough time to review and can publish every week, as well as being flexible with the format enough that, you know, you have your main interview podcast, but every now and then it's fun to do some some special episodes. So if you have the opportunity to interview somebody going across <laughs> the Pacific Ocean, that is really, really cool content for your audience that uh, people just absolutely love to consume. So do things like that, do special episodes to celebrate the milestones. Don't be scared to innovate. Your your loyal listeners, even if they love you every single week, your podcast can start to feel a little bit stale every now and then. So add in those fresh ideas and creativity to the podcast and unlocking those gems from uh, a format and experimentation standpoint can do really, really good things for the podcast. And and for Latitude 38, it's literally added a whole separate form of communicating with their audience as well as attracting a new audience and uh, in a younger demographic in some sorts to their uh, magazine audience. So it's a, it's a really, really cool case study and absolutely love work with them. They're the best. I love it. I love several things about that story. I love how somebody that already had a following went to a new medium, right? They had this following in magazine format and they went to podcasting as well. And it's not one or the other. It's just, you know, another way to, to reach that audience and provide value to the audience. Um, I love how you gave an example of consistency without monotony. Consistency doesn't mean doing exactly the same thing over and over and over again, even though they, they did it every week and they consistently provided value and, you know, same target audience. They went after different formats that 
that made it fresh and and interesting and not stale like you were talking yeah because that's a new new words to live but new uh, i i said buoy because i had sailing on the mind new <laughs> words to live buoy no it's uh consistency without monotony i think that's we might have to get that one trademarked too there you go well max thank you so much for being on the show today thanks for all the value that you added i really enjoyed this i think i learned a lot uh, if our audience enjoyed this like I did and they want to learn more about you and your services, what are the best ways for them to do that? Well, I appreciate it. Always uh, really appreciate it, Nathan. Always great chatting and uh, spilling the tea, as they say, on some podcasting secrets. I don't even know if that's the right use of that euphemism. <laughs> but if you are interested in the Wild Business Growth Podcast, which drops every Wednesday, or the Podcasting to the Max newsletter, which drops every Thursday, you can go to maxpodcasting.com, uh, sign up for the newsletter is maxpodcasting.com slash newsletter, but the podcast is there as well. And if you like inspiring stories and fun and fascinating stories of entrepreneurs, uh, amazing people like Nathan, uh, as well as podcasting tips, entrepreneurships and corny jokes, then you'll love those two things. So maxpodcasting.com. Sounds great. And thank you again for being with us today. Of course. Thank you so much. Here are my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, make the jump to podcasting full-time if it's your passion. It is difficult financially at first, but can be very fulfilling long-term. Number two, consistency and high quality are key. Release episodes on a regular schedule and ensure excellent sound quality. Number three, master the art of interviewing to unlock gems from your guests. Prepare outlines and research guests, but also actively listen and probe deeper on intriguing topics. Number four, Unlocking gems leads to fantastic interviews that audiences love and want to share. Dig for gold when you find it. Number five, consistency doesn't mean monotony. Be innovative with episode formats occasionally while maintaining your core value. Number six, if you already have an existing audience, create a podcast to reach them through a new medium and provide additional value. Are you tired of trying to work with a whole bunch of different technologies that don't integrate very well together? Then you might want to take a look at PodUp. It has more than 35 integrated modules integrated together into one platform. You can get a free trial at podup.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I wish you success as you work to conduct more engaging interviews and keep your audiences more hooked and develop an even greater podcast.